Mediators, from the Latin word medius, meaning one who goes between, effective mediators go between or across your experience, enabling you to see something in a new way. In short, they educate, making sense out of things and putting them into perspective. So important when in entering into important vital conversations that will dictate things that happen in the future. Very, very important to understand what mediators do how you can implement the skills, the art of mediation skillfully and be able to present options. So you'll notice that the essence of mediation lies between what we call personal appeal, which is the ability to reach people by putting what you want them to do in terms of what they have to gain or lose. Remember, fundamentally, humans move towards pleasure, gain, and move away from pain, lose. And that's what mediators do. They, they put that in perspective for people. A lot of people get so muddled up in the, uh, the semantic of things and they emotionally charge a lot of things that they need someone like a mediator. That's why we have these in debates. <coughs> Apologies. That's why we have these in debates is because they bring a new light to the situation and bring more clarity. If your opponent or customer has something to gain or lose, you have something you can use. Remember that. That's a little rhyme for you there. (laughs) If your opponent or customer has something to gain or lose, you have something you can use. Simply put, the art of mediation is the ability to skillfully present options. Basically, what, um, what this does is, you know, the people you deal with have other kinds of things to lose, like reputation, standing in the community, business, freedom, movement, financial options, family relationships. It's your job as a professional communicator, which technically we all are. I mean, we all communicate on a day-to-day basis, unless you're like a hermit that doesn't speak to anyone, in which case you should probably at least take a step to start speaking with people because that's how things work. That's how I study every great person in history. Nobody has done it alone. Everybody has used other things, other people to bring about great, um, great things throughout history. Great example of this, you know, one of the most historical kind of, they can lay the, the um, ground base layer for your understanding of this and especially why mentors and absorbing knowledge is so important is Alexander the Great. At the age of 20, he... He was put into the throne of power. He became the the leader and ended up conquering a lot of the, you know, what we understand as kind of the Western world. You know, the Western world started in Greece. You know, there was uh, the Cretan civilizations and those in Athens and then those in Sparta. And the intellectuals of this era, you know, starting with um, Socrates, he, he made up the Socrates. Socratic method, passing his knowledge down to Plato, who passed his knowledge down to Aristotle, who passed his knowledge down from Socrates, Plato, to Alexander the Great. And the interesting thing about Alexander the Great is not only was he mentored by Aristotle and absorbed knowledge from these ancient philosophers, but he actually traveled around with a library of books. And in those days, you know, there's no plane, there's no Amazon to send you the books. No, no, no. You have to have people carry those babies. You have to have people, you know, bring the books, haul them around with with him. And if that was important for a man who was going to war constantly on a day-to-day basis, whose life was in um, in peril every day, 
having to order around thousands of men to conquer the world and they did this successfully. How can you implement this on a smaller scale in your life? (laughs) I'm assuming you can't implement it on as large of a scale as Alexander the Great did, but I hope this gives you a good example of why it's important, you know, to communicate with others, to use others and use others in a positive way, obviously not use them in a manipulative way. But, um, you know, something called a Pareto efficiency, which is a win-win-win. A win for both of you, and then a win for the overall good of humankind. So, so your job as a professional communicator, or even an amateur verbal judo practitioner, some of these concepts are coming from verbal judo, the gentle art of persuasion by uh, George Thompson. So, to anticipate these and emphasize when you put things into context for the person you're, tra- you're uh, translating. That was mediation, getting him to see the experience in a way that would alter his behavior. Present options that have powerful influence. Very important. Remember that rhyme that we talked about earlier. So the thing that makes this difficult is what makes communication end up being difficult is another of my undeniable, inarguable street survival truths. And this is coming from George Thompson, the author of this book, actually was a is an ex-police officer and now teaches verbal judo to uh, help police officers um, fix situations without having to physically intervene. And one of his kind of main tenets is in the book that I actually really like, it's easy to keep in your mind, is a cocked tongue, the art of verbal persuasion, is more powerful than a cocked gun. So the inarguable street survival truce. When two people are talking, six different identities Identities are involved. Each person's real self, each person has seen by himself, and finally, each person has as seen by the other, doubled. So those are three tenants and then doubled. So each person, as he sees, he is seen by himself, so your self-image. So, and then the person's real self, and then the... uh, the, how he's seen by others, and then doubled. So, elements of communication. From the receiver's point of view, there are three elements of communication from which he will take his cues. The truth, which lies in the content element, carries a weight of only 7 to 10% of your total impact, your very message, which you may see as most important part of success, is the least considered factor. Your voice carries a weight of 33 to 40%. And what I call, George Thompson calls, your ONVs or other nonverbals make up 50 to 60% of your impact. So that's a lot of people talk about, you know, um, body cues, how a person is standing, if their arms are crossed, if they're, you know, kind of different things. If, if their uh, body, their, their eyes are pointed at you or if they're looking off at other things going on, this makes up the, uh, the ONVs make up that, that very large percentage. So um, think about that. The goods, the truths, the point of the encounters is almost irrelevant compared to the voice and the body language. Very important to remember. Voice and body language are more important than the actual content of the, the conversation. Actually, really important to remember. So the facts, your office, or at home. The facts don't speak for themselves in court in an arrest situation in your office or at home. People aren't buying what you say. They're concentrating on how you're saying it. So important. In spite of that, you will still have to be right. Because should you be wrong about a single detail, you lose credibility. Lose credibility and you lose belief. 
When people stop believing in you, you lose power and influence. Your history. Important to remember these things. So, you know, he goes on to say the other elements. Besides tone, your voice has three elements. Pace, pitch, modulation. Pace, of course, is your speed. So how I'm currently speaking. You know, if I speed up really quick, or if I talk really slowly so it's easy to process. Very important to understand these things and not have a one-size-fits-all approach. Rather, like Bruce Lee said, be like water. Be able to fill the cup in which you find yourself. So be able to adapt to the situation in which you find yourself. Pitch is how high or low, how loud or soft you speak. And modulation is your rhythm and inflection. So those are easy things to remember. Pace, pitch, modulation. I hope that kind of helped you out even if it was a bit over the top. So your ONVs must harmonize with your voice. If your voice is calming, your demeanor has to be calming. Otherwise, people will not believe what you're saying. Remember, 93% of your success with people has to do with your delivery, and only the slightest percent has to do with what you say. That's one of the most fundamental things that people get wrong. Is it's not the actual content of what you're saying. It's how you're saying it, your delivery. You know, people that are in sales or in very high negotiation, like they're pitching things. Great book on pitching, by the way, or sales is Pitch Anything by Orrin Clough, talking about um, basically framing, so frame control, which which is all about the the actual bigger picture of the situation. You know, what, what are the factors going into it? You know, what are the um, kind of underlying factors? And then Remember, the presentation for itself is terribly important. If I had my way, I'd send everyone to acting school before having him or her deal with the public or perform 8 to 10 hours a day, but that's not feasible. Just say to me, pick up on principles and tactics in verbal judo, and you will find yourself more effective almost overnight. So, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review and subscribe. Thank you for listening, and until next time.